0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode ninety nine. Oh my God, a feel Black Box, no Mark this week. He is unfortunately uh, off with work-related stresses, but we've got a, pre- a pretty good replacement, would you say, Andy, in you? Would you cast yourself as a good replacement for Mark?
2: Yeah, I mean, I always beat Mark these days in overall rank. so who wants to listen to him anyway, right? <laughs> and I'm doing better again this year, so it should be good. Like you said earlier, it's been a long time since we... Uh a video
1: together, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to look back through the old um, the old episodes and it was February the 22nd, I think, that we did one, 2022, so yeah, over, over a year ago, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been quite a while and I have uh, invited you on um, since, but you said to me, uh, two hours, F that, that was your reply, I think. But It was almost the same this time as well, but I thought, you know, I thought, you <laughs> I thought I'd help you out, Very, very, very kind. Hey are you doing? anyway, um, anyway? You know, everyone, everyone probably knows who you are from... From YouTube, a lot of people know you as, as Slippers uh, from this channel. That nickname was really stark, hasn't it?
2: Well, it has for this channel, yeah. Not anywhere else. <laughs> Do you not get it on your channel? I see, the, I see the old comment, but not not that often. Not that often. Such a uh, every every now and again, I actually have. Name. I actually, I think I got bought slippers for Christmas, but <laughs> I just don't. And the, the funny thing is, they've just been sat in my bedroom since then because I don't wear slippers. I just don't. Right. I always wear socks, so I have actually got some now. They just don't get used. The best, the best bit of that nickname was you weren't even wearing slippers on that stream that you came on. No, <laughs> no, I was just wearing regular old uh,
1: regular absolutely, old clothes. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah, well, we've got quite a lot to talk about. We're both in a bit of a, we were talking just before we came on, we're both in a bit of a kind of a haze after the, um, well, international break and with all the new doubles and game weeks and everything, trying to work out, you know, we've got chips that are playing and I've seen you on Twitter talking about minus 12s and
2: hits galore and it's, it's that was all for show was it That's all for <laughs> all show, to yeah. get
1: all to get the ratings all to get the ratings yeah I'm, I'm seeing people you know talking about it though Um, you know I think the the bench boost is still people are still looking to play this so I think 34 is tempting a few people we're going to talk a bit about that um, kind of as we go but I think the the general aim for a lot of people who've still got that chip is to play it this week so yeah we'll talk about the players on that and, and which ones um, to advise we've got loads of stats uh, kind of as always um, as well and some different chip strategies things as well uh, before we go on though impactors i've called this uh this one because you know bench coming off the bench arteta said he doesn't want his subs to be called substitutes anymore wants to be called impactors what do you think of that
2: that's that's just the thing i i can't remember where i heard that first it wasn't from arteta maybe it was i don't know if it was in football oh, or not, he not but pione-
1: it, i thought he'd pioneered it nah, no someone
2: else Someone else, uh, I'm sure it was a football manager, basically said a very similar thing. So basically, they're not substitutes, they're like game changers or, so or Ted, whatever. It's a like Ted
1: Lasso type comment, isn't it?
2: Maybe that's where it's from. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a finishes someone said. Eddie Jones rugby, someone said. Yeah, oh, I can't okay. remember where I heard it from, but I've heard it before, yeah, that you make them feel a bit better about sitting on the bench for 80 minutes, I guess. Do you
0: think that
1: works? I just...
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, their footballers aren't. They? they still want the uh, they still want the start rather than the benching. But I guess, I guess, psychologically it might help a little bit. Maybe. I have to ask FPL raptor. Uh, oh, I don't even want to go into this
1: next bit, but let's do it anyway. Uh, last game week, oh, Jesus Christ, I've had some bad game weeks this season, right? But I think last game week was was right up there. And then you got the break on top of it, and no one had a really good game week, right? Like few people escape with like a small green arrow or something like that and we're quite happy maybe there was some fairly decent scores but if you captain saka you got his 18 points doubled you probably got a small green something like that i didn't captain saka i captained ivan tony at home to leicester
2: Ouch, not even
1: Kane. not even Kane. not even the middle of the road option uh tony blanks i bought in watkins for nonto which i thought was an absolute no-brainer Nonto got an assist and so did Watkins so they matched each other and I bought in Chilwell for Tarkovsky for a hit which I was sort of umming and ahhing for ages but in the end I thought nah I'm going to get Chilwell I want him long term I can't see Everton scoring in that game well not only do Everton score in that game Tarkovsky gets a
2: bloody assist (laughs) doesn't he that that was all that Chilwell, like I think oh. Chilwell it just started ramping up into this player that everyone just wanted to get. I did the same I I didn't do the same move, but I got him in as well. Uh, so it felt just inevitable that he would lose the clean sheet in the end. I think yeah, he, he actually played really well as well in that game. So on another day it could have gone a lot better. But yeah, I think I think a lot of people did what I did and sold a Brentford defender mm. um and they ended up getting two points. They actually doubled Chilwell's score. So all around just wasn't great. <laughs> it's, it's so often, isn't it, when something looks too good to be true. When, when you've got a
1: game like Chelsea versus Everton, where you just think there's no way Everton, they just can't score away from home. I went in with a double Chelsea defence. I was feeling really confident about it. And then, yeah, it, it was just a nightmare. And I, was feeling, I was feeling good about the Tony captain because I just thought, you know, Arsenal had played in that Europa League game, you know, got 120 minutes. Thought they might be a bit leggy. I wasn't really liking Spurs at that time. Thought This is the chance for a a bit of a differential and it's kind of worked for me in the past. I remember I've captained players like Trossard before when there hasn't really been a clear, a clear favorite. Um, and he's, and he's done well, but this was a complete disaster when, when the, when the preferred captain gets 18 and yeah, Tony gets two. So yeah, mis- miserable game week for me. Um, it's undone a lot of good work as well. Cause those 18 points are kind of points I've clawed back over the last few weeks. So yeah, pretty, pretty rough. Uh, you've, I mean, you got about the same as me cause you've got 59 but you captain Saka. So that's your 18 points, basically, <laughs> on, on me. Um yeah, I mean pretty similar teams. Uh we've got both had the double Chelsea defence, both double Newcastle, Kane, Watkins, Tony. and difference is you went for Saka, right?
2: Yeah, so I I, I made two transfers as well, but I had two free transfers. So I did uh I can't remember what his name is now. Rico Henry to Chilwell. And Watkins in for... I can't even remember. Same move that everyone else <laughs> did. Oh, Harland. Harland now, of course. Oh, How yeah. I forget Harlan that. Out. Yep. Yeah, so I got Watkins in. I, like There was a brief consideration for Haberts, but I mm. went for the guy with Bournemouth and Forest at home in the next, like, three weeks. So, yeah, it was a bit rubbish. But i got to be honest, on Saturday, that, whenever Kane was playing that was the same sorry just before england were playing Ireland in the rugby so i was at the pub with really bad signal i was just trying to refresh like discord and twitter just please don't score kane then around the 60th minute he scored i thought well that's typical yeah i thought it'll be on three bonus points because that is kane and then i just kept seeing the southampton goals roll in thinking well hang on a second wall Prowse is like that type of player that when he gets a return he probably gets bonus as well so i was watching his bonus (laughs) drop so to finish on six i felt quite good with saka captain still to cut and obviously then it's just all about getting that bit of luck to get a, a big swing of twelve points. So yeah, Saka's good. And it makes me question why I'm even thinking about selling him this week. But I guess yeah, we'll come on to that later.
1: Selling. Yeah. I'm I'm doing the same.
2: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will have to do it eventually. But mm. yeah, whether or not this week is a good move, we'll uh we'll discuss that later, I guess.
1: I mean it's I guess it's a bit less terrifying for me i 'cause I've 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 lost Haaland as well. Um and if I sell Saka I can get them back on the wild card potentially going forward. Whereas if people are selling Saka as well, and they've already sold Harland, then suddenly you could be a few weeks in and be panicking, and having to you know, massively rejig your, your whole side. So, yeah, we'll talk about that, selling the Arsenal assets and, and things. Um, yeah, kind of as we go. It's, it's funny though, you mentioned about about those K's. I, I was doing exactly the same thing when when Kane scored. I just when he scored, I just kind of gave up on the game. I was, I was just like, oh, there we go. Tony's you know might get one, but Kane's going to go on and get two now, and Saka's going to go crazy, and it's going it's to be awful. Uh, and then yeah, I was in. I was watching the Southampton goals going, and I was checking his like BPS on the on the yeah, website. Oh
2: god, it's. I- why do we do it to ourselves? It's so sad. <laughs> I, to I that to someone. I, I was literally in the <laughs> pub with the wife and kid, and obviously they're Irish, so I'm in an Irish pub, and all, there's loads of Irish people, obviously expecting to beat England, which is what happened. And uh, I was like, I just check, I just check my phone once more when it kicks <laughs> off, just to double check. And basically, what I was going to check was the bonus points. So I did. About five minutes into the, the England Ireland game, I was checking to see where Kane was at. So when he finished on six, I was pretty happy. Because um, I knew I had Saka to come,
1: but like everyone, everyone says, you know, oh, you know, we don't like all the people joining. You know, there's there's a content creators are making it all difficult and, and all this. Like no, we're creating more losers like us, so we feel less bad when we're checking like. You know,
2: bonus point scores. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. We should be praising for that that extra one or two (laughs) points, basically, or three, I guess, in Kane's games.
1: So bad, so bad.
2: Uh, Yeah. Anyway, that
1: was last game week. I, I honestly, I'd kind of erase it from my memory until looking back at it today. So anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, There are interesting things ahead. Thank you, as always, to Ben Krellin for his brilliant uh, schedule that he does. We have now got confirmed doubles. Uh, In game week 34. Before we come to that though, game week 29 is the biggest double we're going to have uh, between now and the end of the season. And it features Villa with two away games against Chelsea and Leicester. Bournemouth, the lesser spotted Bournemouth uh, with Fulham and Brighton uh, both at home. Slanky, I'm seeing a few few slanky mentions uh, lately. Uh, Brentford with two away games, two tricky away games uh, in Brighton and United. Uh, Brighton with mm, arguably the best double of the game week, Brentford at home uh, and then Bournemouth away uh, Chelsea with two home games Villa and Liverpool Leeds with Arsenal away and Forest at home Leicester's the other really good double uh, I think Palace away and then Villa at home uh, Liverpool with <laughs> really weird tricky two away games at City and Chelsea uh, United, Newcastle away, Brentford at home Newcastle with United and West Ham Forest without Brennan, uh, we think Wolves at home and leads away, and finally West Ham with two home games against Southampton uh, and Newcastle. What's your kind of take on this? I mean, what what kind of teams stand out for you straight away?
2: Yeah, I think when you couple everything else that's going to happen for the rest of the season, Brighton like. There's no reason not to be tripling up on them, especially if you've already wild I think the double looks great. They've got three more to come. Like it's absolutely insane the amount of fixtures that Brighton are gonna have before the end of the season. I think the one team that kind of stands out as a team I'm probably not gonna target for 29 specifically, that could be like punt worthy, is probably West Ham. Mm. Southampton at home and Newcastle at home on paper's not too bad. Danny Ing's possibly Jared Bowen, Ben Rama, someone like that. But I think as long term picks, they're probably not quite it mm. um i think i think one of the problems with these double game weeks is there's just too many of the same team doubling for the rest of the season so you kind of like you're kind of pigeonholed into the players
0: you I should know. probably
2: be looking at which is kind of a little bit less interesting than last season when i don't know if you did it but a lot of us free hitting 37 because there was teams we didn't care about outside of game week 37 whereas this season whichever whichever w free hitting you're probably going to be targeting very similar players anyway
1: yeah, and I mean even you know teams that, that have a double this this week and then not in 34 like Newcastle, they've got Southampton at home in 34. It's not exactly a bad, single game where you're going to be desperately trying to ship them out. So Brentford as well, they've got Forest at home um, in 34 as well. Because I'm going to show you some bench boost teams I was I was putting together um, earlier, and I've still got my Brentford and my Newcastle players on the bench because why not? <laughs> you know they've still got that good game in in 34, and like you say, teams like United, Brighton, um, you know Liverpool. Um, as well and these are teams with and, and, and you know uh, and, and even West Ham they're not special this week because they've got another double in 34 I mean West Ham are interesting because it is two 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 home games um, I mean Newcastle were a, a, kind of a tricky to predict side how that's going to go they haven't been as good defensively but that Southampton game does look good you mentioned Danny Ings he's someone that no one's going to have right but I like no. him I like him this week
2: yeah, if, if I was free hitting this week, I I would like I don't I'm not someone that really goes like out of my way to be completely different on right? a free hit. If I've got the same team as everyone else, I don't really care. But I feel like if you're gonna free hit this week, for example, then West Ham players maybe at least one just as something mm. a little bit different. But I'm not saying like I would still have triple bright, and I'd probably have two or three Man United, etc. All the picks that everyone else is going to have. But yeah, someone like Danny Ings or a midfielder possibly. Just as like a bit of a punt. I mean, they do have another double in 34. The problem is they got to play Arsenal and Liverpool before that. And one of the games in that double in 34 is Man City. So long-term picks, I just don't really see it. But as a one-off, especially like if you're someone that's going to card soon after 29, you could you could go for it as a punt or something like that. Yeah. yeah we'll talk
1: for some of those. I mean, I was looking at like Areola, for example, and thinking maybe he's someone that, that I could look at. But then I think Fabianski's back or... It's yeah, a out, doubt, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, someone said that to me recently, he might be back. So yeah, he's only like orange flag now, like 50%. So he must be closest to coming back. I mean, a lot of West Ham fans probably tell you Ariola's the better player yeah. anyway. So maybe he'll just keep his place. But it's just whether or not... Like, our oh, West Ham goalkeeper's that good, it's worth taking... <laughs> the risk on him losing his place, especially when we've seen Ward lose his place, Sanchez lose his yep. place. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's probably worth just going a bit safer. Always at the worst possible times as well for both of those. You just mentioned? Some so, people had both.
0: Know, <laughs> Some people had both.
1: Like how unlucky can you get? I know. Well, Ward losing it has just really annoyed me on the, on the bench boost. Um, I imagine a lot of other people as well, because now I've got to make a goalkeeper transfer, which means I might not be able to, you know, move to a, a Madison or something unless I take a hit. So, yeah, I found that really annoying. Um, for thirty-four, in case people weren't aware, it's another it's another double for Brighton. Uh, two home games, Wolves and United. Uh, I like that actually. It's another another two. I mean, the, the fixtures around that are awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got Spurs away in thirty, Chelsea away in thirty-one, then a blank in thirty-two, and then Forest away uh, in thirty-three. So, I mean, what do you do with Brighton players over over that period? Just, Do you just bench them? Do you sell one and bring one back? What's your plan? You've got three.
2: Yeah, so I, I'm basically committing to free hitting in 32. So that week doesn't really matter. So it's only really Spurs away and Chelsea away. And I think because I've... I think for anyone that's like recently wildcarded into a bench boost for this week, then you've got 15 playing players. So mm. my plan for... 30 and 31, is to bench, bench Escherpina. He's a defender, right? It's easy to kind of hide him on the bench and probably just play one of March and Matoma and just and just bench the other one, yep. and that'll be it. And I think that's probably fine, to be honest, um, for just those two weeks. Because from 33 to 38, there's six game weeks, and three of them are double game weeks for Brighton, uh-huh. which is absolutely <laughs> mad. And the other ones are like Villa away... Everton at home, Forest away. So like I'd happily play all three of my Brighton players in every single game week from 33 to the end of the season, if I had to. So yeah, I think, I think the the Spurs away and Chelsea away is not necessarily great, but it's, it's worth just having them for that because of how much other good stuff I mean, they it's give not, you it's not, I
1: think attacking wise, it's not awful. Is it? Not no. Like if, play of, if I play yeah. one,
2: yeah, exactly. I'm not really worried about having to play one, to be honest. Yep.
1: Uh, Fulham have got a double in 34. Mitrovic, I mean, is he? It's going to be five games since his ban. We don't know how, how big his ban's going to be yet, do we? But it could be
2: ten. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really surprised. Like, obviously, it'll be three anyway. I'd be really surprised if it's not extended past that. But we we just don't know. But even if he even if he does play, like it's Man City at home, in Liverpool away. It's not. I know Liverpool haven't always defended great this season, but it's just not. Um, it's not great, but then they do have some pretty good fixtures afterwards. And, and I don't think around that time there's a huge amount of cheap forwards that are going to be mm. essential anyway. So you could just take the punt on him for the double and then just hold him for the single game weeks after that, possibly. I mean, the usefulness you might if get he's not is,
1: is someone like a Pereira, maybe, or a Vinicius, <laughs> you know, as, as, yeah. a, as a cheap kind of option if you're going to be using the bench boost that week. Um But... Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice. but not get much worse than that. Does it? City and then Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have got two home games: Spurs uh, and Fulham. There's going to be a lot of investment in Darwin's going to be coming back, isn't he? Trent as well, probably coming back in for that. Salah, are you going to go back?
2: Yeah, definitely. He's in my plan. <laughs> I've even thought about him this. Year. I'm, I'm definitely getting Salah for that. I actually What's going to be interesting. I know we're going to talk about captaincy later. I'm finding it really hard to kind of differentiate my team. I wonder if captaincy is going to be the way. To possibly do it, if you need to claw back a lot of rank, and I think game week 34, as you're going to say in a second, Man City have got that double. Everyone's going to go Harland, so could two home games Salah be the the slight difference there? Maybe the problem with Darwin is I think Luis Diaz is back in training now, mm. so by the time we get to 34, and if no one gets injured, you've got Diaz, Gakpo, Darwin, Firmino, Jota, and Salah. So you've got six players for those three spots. And Salah's the only one that's really
1: no Champions League yeah. as well, so trying to keep them
2: all exactly. Happy and... and I, th- I think yeah. Salah's the only one you can pretty much guarantee to start every game. So I I originally was looking at how can I get Trent Darwin and Salah, but now to be honest with you, if I triple up, it'll probably be double defence. I think that's I think Robertson and Trent like like the old days, even though they've been really poor. <laughs> I think that's the only way to get guaranteed minutes out of them. To be honest, yeah.
1: I mean, you obviously don't wish for any injuries, but we we knew that when injury when um you know when Liverpool had a fully strong squad. I mean I don't, I don't even know what the first choice front three is when they're when they're fully fully fit. I know? think he I likes think it, Jota, right? But he seems the yeah. most obvious one just to never play, but
2: I feel like Darwin is part of Klopp's first choice eleven. I feel like he is, but it doesn't mean that he's gonna go and play ninety minutes twice, even even if he starts both games, he's probably coming off at like 60, 65. So I, I feel like the front three is Salah Darwin plus one. But when mm. you've got six players to keep happy... I mean, look, Diaz has been out for a long time. If he's only just back in full training, he might still be building up fitness by that point. Mm. Um, but he's still an issue, right? He still needs to get him on the pitch at some point. And the only way to do that now is in the league because there's no other, no other fixtures, like you said. So, yeah, I think... I mean, look, even Salah could get brought off early if the game's won. But if the game's won, I guess you you know hope that he's he's been involved.
1: Just for anyone not aware, uh, Andy had Salah for 26 uh, game weeks and then yes. decided to sell him in a very Wait. unoptimal move.
2: 25 game weeks.
1: 25, was it? 25 game weeks. In a very unoptimal move just before he hit his 20, his predictable 20
2: points. I mean, you know, who who didn't see that coming? 21. I could, oh my God, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I've been on the wrong end of Salah and Haaland so, so many times this season. It's absolutely killed me. Yeah.
0: Absolutely
2: killed me. I mean, we, when, when we when Mark and
1: I did the podcast on it and there was people saying they'd sold... Uh, they'd, got, they'd done the Havertz captain last year against Norwich and got Ouch. rid of Salah and then again sold Salah this week. <laughs> it's like... That, how the can worst... A... <laughs> Do you ever get frustrated that you can't watch the football because the games aren't being televised or available in your country? Well, with NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location with just one click to any country that is showing the game so you can watch the action live. You can also access streaming services from over 60 countries at no extra cost. This opens up a Pandora's box of entertaining content, which you wouldn't be able to access without NordVPN. As well as that, NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy to use. And again, with just one click, you're protected. You don't even have to be a tech genius to use it. NordVPN will hide your IP address and location, which will increase your privacy online. And it's an absolute must-have if you're logging into any sort of public Wi-Fi, where there's an increased risk of people spying on your online activities accessing your personal information, or infecting your device with malware. Within your account, you can have up to six devices protected and no longer have to worry about hackers, malicious sites, and pop-ups. For the price of one coffee a month, you'll have complete peace of mind knowing that any devices and data is protected. On top of all that, NordVPN is the fastest VPN in the world. I don't even notice it's on, so I can stream and game without any buffering or lagging. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash FPL to get a huge discount of your NordVPN plan and four months for completely free. Check it out,
2: nordvpn.com forward (laughs) slash FPL. The worst thing for me is I've had weeks and weeks of people telling me I'm an idiot for having Salah. Then everyone gets in for the double I sell him, and then after he gets twenty-one points, I get a load of comments. Well, obviously, he's got a great record against Man United. (laughs) What are you doing? And then he misses a penalty against Bournemouth, and I've mentioned that I'm going to look to get him back. And now it's, what are you doing getting Salah back? Like, whereas if he'd scored that penalty, I think he would have. I think he would have returned in like five or six games in a row. Like, or five. I've got him.
1: I've got him. I feel feel like I am the only one with him. I feel like everyone's got rid of it. I feel like you now. But like I'm, I'm. Let's talk. Let's talk. FPL. But big I'm, different Big differential it, this week. It is a bit different. and you know, it's got a good record against <laughs> against the big sides this season. But yeah, strange one. He's going to be well. He'll be the overwhelming captain choice, I imagine, money that week. Um, so I think people will be be looking to get him in, or or it be Fernandez. You know, United. Assume, same this week it be mean, or Rashford uh, Villa and, and Brighton um, in that in that. 34 well, well thirty four.
2: I, I expect Haaland will be. The captain, because he's got Fulham away, West Ham at home. But mm, I think yeah, if you're looking, yeah, yeah, if you're looking outside of Haaland, then my my immediate thought is a Liverpool attacker. I think. Yeah, I mean, but we'll C- see if I have got the balls to go through of it. <laughs> we'll see really
1: interesting, one of that week in general because there's Haaland there, but not really anyone else. I mean, another player who's burnt has been Edison, hasn't he? He's been like one of your absolute <laughs> villains. I'm going back to him soon this season. I mean, Ake getting two goals for Netherlands the other day. Uh, you know, might be a sign of things to come potentially, but still never really sure about his his minutes. And you look at the rest of the, the you know the the you know Foden's kind of come back in, but he's lost that trust now. With us, I think Mahrez was like peak of his powers at City, and he just got dropped straight away. Grealish, Grealish is a little bit tempting, I think, but he's just not getting the returns. I don't know, it's kind of Harland, or it's, 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 you're right, it's a good double, but. Who'd you go for other than harland
2: i think i think it'd be interesting but by the time we get to game week 34 they would have played the next uh round of the champions league so they got by mm. munich so there is a chance they go out of the champions league if that happens i don't know if that makes it better or worse to be honest because no. then they've got then they've only got the premier league oh, i guess they got fa cup as well um but if they go out maybe that makes i don't know certain defenders more likely to play every game i don't know like diaz stones if he's fit players like that but it's still i'm still just not sure it's going to be worth the hassle because because other teams also have a double so it's not like it's just man city like like Foden, for example is out at the moment if he's still out by game week 34 maybe that makes mares a better option but what if bernardo silver plays on the right for one mm. of the games it's just we're always this always happened with mares he's brilliant like you said he's playing every game And then all of a sudden he's just not in the team because Foden's back in and and now he's out. So maybe Mahrez comes back in. But I just, I'm so sick of Man City players, like just losing their place, winning their place. It's just, so I'm probably going to go back to Edison, even though I've been stung twice this season, honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I I think with City, right? Like, I don't think City, I think Arsenal are going to do it. I think Arsenal are going to win the league uh, this year. and, And I hope they do, to be fair. I'm bored of City winning it. Uh, every year. I don't particularly like Arteta, but I do like what he's done with um, with, with that team. Um, but if City do end up winning it, they've got to be, from an FPL perspective, the worst winners of FPL uh, of, of the Premier League from an FPL perspective. Because it's just Harlem, isn't it? That's literally it, all season. De Bruyne has been... I mean, De Bruyne is doing well in the points, but I had him for ages and he just wasn't getting anything. He's been he's disappointed. Then he's been kind of bit in and out of the team. Foden dropping down like he did. We haven't had options like Gundogan or Grealish. The defence has been all over the place. Disappointing in Pep.
2: Yeah, I think De Bruyne, I think De Bruyne went really big at the I think when Haaland was going massive at the start, like two or three goals pretty much every game, mm. that's when De Bruyne did really well, too. And then I think once everyone started jumping onto him, that's when he all kind of went downhill a little bit.
1: Why uh, does that, that happen bit... so
2: often? <laughs> it, it, just, it just does. It just does. But De Bruyne is so expensive as well this year for what he offers. So he's like, I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've owned him all season. No. Um, but yeah, I, I can't get too excited about Man City. I'm right now. I'm only planning Haaland and Edison, and that is it. Yeah. But might change by the time we get there. Who knows?
1: Yep. Uh, the last two of double thirty four is West Ham again. Like I mentioned, they have got Palace away uh, and City away. I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of investment in them, but. They've had a weird season uh, as well. Um, let's take a look at bench boosts. So I've just stuck together a couple of teams um, here, which I'm not saying these are optimal bench boosts. I'm just saying these are probably. I'll tell you if they're optimal. You can else. tell me optimal. Well, this this is what I think is going to be a typical bench boost 29, right? I think a lot of people are going to be something like steel, an Arsenal defender, a Saka, and a Kane, something like that. That's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be probably. Two or three single game week players, and then you'll probably take a hit and get another double game week uh goalkeeper in. Um this was a team that I put together. It's De Gea in goal, Trippier, Chilwell, Henry, Estepinion, Rashford, Madison, Fernandez, March, Watkins, Tony. That's probably what I'd go for if I was going for a, a free hit team. I'd like another Brighton midfielder in there. Um, but I think Rashford, Madison, Fernandez and Saka is kinda hard. To argue with, if I was free hitting, I'd take Saka out and, and go for another right and mid. Um, I reckon, but this is what I think is going to be the sort of template-ish bench boost.
2: Yeah, I think I think I don't I think I don't think many people. Well, maybe Steel. I, I can tell you what mine is. It's Raya. If I make the moves, I'm probably going to make it's Raya Botman. That's the two double gaming players, and lots of people are going to have Raya left over from yep. the double in 27. We'll
1: and the, the, yeah, Tae more yeah. kind of who I'd want if I was going to pick one. No,
2: sorry, I'm talking about the bench specifically. So okay, yep. yeah, Rea, another double game week defender. Most people are going to have Botman. Some will have their Brentford defender left over like Henry or Pinnock or whoever. And then it'll be, like you said, Saka and Kane or, or an Arsenal midfielder and, a, and Kane. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people are going to have. So two doubles, two singles, basically.
1: Let's go through some of the moves that people are, are looking at.
2: So I'm seeing a lot of Zinchenko's to shores. Let's
1: assume for a hit, right? Zinchenko to shore for a hit. Would you do it?
2: Okay, so I'm in the same situation with Gabrielle, to sure, and I'm probably going to do it. Now, I don't necessarily, I'm not 100% sure it's worth a hit this week, but I do think it could pay off pretty quickly. And I feel like it's, I think I saw someone tweet about this earlier. Basically, I know I'm going to do that move at some point, so I feel like the best time to do it is in the double. That's, That's how what I I'm felt thinking. about bringing Chilwell in for Tarkovsky. <laughs> <laughs> like it might, it might backfire. But the thing is, this week Shaw's got two games. Now Gabriel's got leads at home, so could he get a clean sheet? Absolutely. And we know how good he is in the air as well, because I benched him when he played against freaking Fulham and scored the header. Um, <laughs> so he he's great. I love Gabriel. I need
1: my bleep bleep thing for that. Oh, Swearing
2: at five p.m. on a should, should have um, should have. Should have bench-booted in 27. But then straight away into game week 30, Arsenal have got Liverpool away. Now, I'm sure most people will say Arsenal are going to go and win that game. Fair enough. But I think Liverpool score, and Shaw's got Everton at home. Mm. So I feel like in 29 and 30, that minus four could be repaid. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried about it because we all had the similar conversations about uh, uh to Odegaard, and people never got repaid for that, even in the long term. Um, but I, I do think it'll work. And I think by the time you get to like game week 33 and 34, where Arsenal got Man City away, Chelsea at home, and Man United have got a double game week, I just think eventually it will <laughs> hopefully get repaid. I just think in this case, there's a chance of it getting yeah. repaid earlier. And I'd rather just do it in a double and just hope Leeds score. Yeah, I'd do it. Just I get it done.
1: I'd do it as well. Arsenal defensively as well, they're not, they're not going to win this title by keeping clean sheets are they winning it by scoring goals i can see leeds scoring
2: yeah yeah i mean leeds could score i think i think the arsenal defense is pretty great but i'm not i'm not overly in general i'm not massively worried about not having three definitely not having three arsenal players for the fixture run they got coming up like as good as they've been this year and i'm sure they'll still win the majority of those games the fixtures coming up are a lot harder than the ones they've had recently so i feel like it's worth the risk but i can i fully get why people don't want to do it because yeah. the thing th- the thing is everyone's i always I always say this. everyone always pictures the perfect result and everybody is picturing like 5-0 arsenal against leeds and i just i just don't think that's that realistic like i think it's more likely to be like a 3-0 3-1 or something like that yeah So I think I agree. I think they can lose the clean sheet there and then still easily win the game. I just feel like it's worth the risk. I know Man United have got Newcastle away, Brentford at home, so you've got Izak and Tony, no Casemiro as well. But I just, I feel like for a move I'm going to do anyway, I'd rather just do it in a double and just hope that, you know, you get that positive variance.
1: Very good. No comment. (laughs) Three clean sheets in the last eight. Arsenal. One, well, I, I just—they're one of those teams is just always doing well in the defensive stats. But I still just think teams can can get them. And yeah, I just always think they need two goals, but they're just more than capable of getting them because of how good the rest of their team is. So you vote, you vote, do it. I vote do it as well. Uh, Saka to one of Madison or Fernandes? Would you do that?
2: Uh, I'm I'm not sure about Madison. Um... I think he's the best captain this week. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm kind of, okay for now. Nah, I don't. I don't know if I like that. No, <laughs> it, it's difficult because Saka that offended goes
1: you. If anything, no,
2: no, no. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it because Saka's got Liverpool away, but I think from an attacking point of view, it's probably better than defensive for sure. And I think Madison's got Bournemouth at home in thirty, but then he runs into Man City. Mm. So I don't know if I would do Saka to Madison, but Saka to Fernandes, I'm probably going to do. So I get.
1: Oh, it's exactly. You say the minus twelve's not on. You're already on a. Now hang it on. It's okay. Hit.
2: So basically what happened was the original plan from Game Week 26 was Odegaard to Fernandez this week, but I then bought Chilwell for Henry and I blocked myself from being able to do that and get Haaland back. Now I knew that when I did the transfer, so it's not like I did it and then I've realized. So now if I want to do that move without taking loads of hits, it's got to be Saka to Fernandez. And I think I'm gonna do it. But it, I'm again, it's a bit like Gabriel to Shaw. I'm not I don't know. I, I can see how it backfires. What I'll say about Saka is he's great. Right? I love the guy. Captain him good, last week. He's yep, brilliant. Good, good analysis. Right? Yeah. For, yeah. That's what I'm on for. Right. <laughs> he's been like my number one Arsenal pick for most of this season. But I do think the fact he just got 18 points is weighing on people's minds because before that, he blanked against Fulham. Yeah. Before that, he blanked against Bournemouth. And look, he was unlucky to blank in that, that Bournemouth game for sure. But I feel like if he got 18 points against Bournemouth and then blanked against Fulham and Palace, people wouldn't be so worried about selling him. I just think if you're ever going to sell someone like that, it's soon. Not necessarily for Leeds at home, but it's soon because the fixtures coming up are a lot worse. You ain't captaining Saka anytime soon. The only time over the next... I don't know. Maybe even the rest of the season is game week 32. Mm. And I'm free hitting that week. So I can get him in... and. And captain him if I want to, anyway. So I'm pretty tempted to do the move for the same reason as Gabriel to shore. That I'm gonna do that move at some point anyway. So I'm tempted just to do it now. But for what it's worth, if I could do it for Odegaard instead, I would absolutely keep Saka. Like, no question. Interesting. So you would do Saka to Fernandez, but not to Madison. Yes, because for me, Fernandez, like barring injury. Fernandes is someone I'll then keep for the rest of the season right. whereas Madison would have to go pretty quickly like I'd love Madison for Bournemouth at home but I think it just creates extra transfers down the line so you'd
1: keep so, Fernandez and not bring Saka back in
2: uh, no Saka might I mean Saka could come back in like a long time away like game week 37 38 maybe but that's so far away I'm not really yeah. the thing if, like if you look at if you're free hitting and get let's forget game week 29 leads at home for a second if you're free hitting in game week 32 Saka's fixture run is liverpool away west ham away man city away chelsea at home no double game weeks to cut then it's newcastle away yeah now i i know what, I, i'm not even reading the comments i know what people are going to say sack is great he's done really well in the big games he can score and he absolutely can but when you want to target players you don't look at the players that have got liverpool away west ham away man city away chelsea that's not the fixture run you want so it's not that he's it's not that he's now so bad you've got to get rid of him but i think if you're going to take a chance on someone else this is the time to do it of arsenal's run it could massively backfire he's he's brilliant like i said like that great analysis um but i'm probably going to do it i think (laughs) Probably going to do it. I wouldn't do it. I reserve the right to back
1: uh, yeah. back out. <laughs> yeah, then. no, well, you're locked in. You're locked in when you come this and say things like that. I would maybe do Sakata. Man- I'm thinking of doing Sakata Madison Man- this week um, for a hit. But that's because I've got the wild card to play.
2: Yeah, that I, I think... Yeah, sorry, sorry, I interrupted. I, think, um, I think people have really got to just realise that pe- people have played their chips at different times. That's going to dramatically alter... What they do. Like, I don't want Madison because I'll have to get rid of him pretty soon. So it's another transfer. But if you're getting him for the double and then maybe keeping him for Bournemouth and then wild carding out of it, that's that's completely different. And then maybe I'd be a bit more tempted.
1: I would expect Madison, for example, to outscore Saka with Palace away, Villa at home, and Bournemouth at home versus
2: Saka with what Leeds at home and then Liverpool away. Yeah, it's, it's the penalties. I, do you I know, know what? I, do you know the thing that's in my back of my mind if we had a penalty taker for man city that cost eight million odd and he was nailed to play every game and pretty much play 90 minutes every game we we, i just would we be thinking differently is there something subconsciously that's still telling us it's arsenal so we can do it even though they're top of the league and we all know that
1: then look at Salah with penalties He's had one all season. Yeah, <laughs> missed
0: no, it. I missed it. I'm,
2: I'm just so glad I didn't have him for that. But oh, yeah, I, I know, I know. And Saka's only had like two, I think, but they're hard to predict. I yeah, I mean, it might pay off over the next three. Um but <laughs> I don't think it's a good move for anyone that's already wildcarded necessarily.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: So you'd say maybe to Fernandes, not to
1: Madison. I'd say with the wildcard to play, it's
2: fine. Bring him back. I wouldn't I wouldn't if I didn't have the wildcard, card I wouldn't be sending Saka. So sorry someone just made a good point in chat well they've said madison will be on penalties i don't know if we can be that sure but there is a chance there is a chance madison will take penalties if i bring him in this week i'll captain him as well <laughs> oh really
0: you're yeah. definitely doing it.
1: well okay. no no i'm no i've reserved the right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: but he might be on penalties because um Vardy just doesn't play now and mm. Tielemans is injured so we don't know who the next taker is must be, be must be him surely has he
1: taken one did they ever on one first? Not sure. I sure. trust Madison over here in that I think, if I was picking a penalty taker. Um, final one then, Kane. Kane out for one of the double game week strikers. I mean, there's not a huge amount of, of options. I mean, if you kept Haaland, you, you, know, you don't have Watkins, maybe he's the one to go for. Uh, or Havertz, potentially. Or Danny Ings.
2: Yeah, I, I've thought about this quite a lot, right? Kane's this... record against Everton is so good, though. It's, uh, for me, it's... Like, if I could have one of Kane or Saka this week, it would be Saka. But the problem is there's you can get Fernandez, who you then potentially keep for the rest of the season, whereas any double game week forward I go for for Kane is just not someone I'm that worried about having anytime soon. So I go for Solanke or Mbomo or Havertz. You know, Ianacho I wouldn't go for now because he, he missed the last game, was bench. So there's just not as many forwards that jump out at me to warrant removing him. Also, mm. in the back of my mind, I'm pretending to myself that maybe in game week 31, I might captain him over Haaland because he's got Bournemouth at home.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, realistically, I'm just going to keep him all the way to 31 then just captain I mean, captain there's, always, Harland a, there's anyway.
1: always a chance that you won't be able to get Haaland back. You know, if you've, if you've got other injuries to put out and things. I'm, and... I don't know. I mean, I'm I basically reserved this wild card to bring Haaland back in 100% at game week 30.
2: But it's an
1: away game. He hasn't been that impressive away from home. Anyway,
2: I'm wondering if maybe I can hold out for one more Southampton, week. Southampton, though, I've seen uh, this. This is I've seen <laughs> I've seen people discussing like basically people that have sold him and don't have a wild card. I've seen them discussing. Could we get away without him until game week 34? That's what like <laughs> because it's Southampton away. The thing is, Southampton away and Leicester at home is so good. I just, I don't know. I think I think for me, Pep would have to really put doubts about whether he's going to be fit for game week 30. I really wouldn't like going without him, even he if his home record's better.
1: He only got six points against them at home early in the season.
2: Yeah, but this is Harlan. And it's Southampton. <laughs> and look, Southampton defence is not like right down the bottom. It's, like, it's not like they're the worst defence in the league, but, man, City attack is just too yeah. good to to ignore I, I don't
1: know I'm I'm tempted I am 50-50 as to whether I move I think what would be really annoying though is if a lot of people sort of change their their teams around a lot this week um, make it impossible for them to bring back in Haaland I wildcard to bring Haaland back in and then Haaland blanks and everyone's you know like you know you know, teams do, do carry on doing really well.
2: I, I can tell you now that everybody that hasn't got a wild card is making sure they've got the money to get Harlan back. Like, that's all the discussions I've well, seen. Well,
1: that... they are until, you know, we get close to the deadline and everyone oh, starts yeah. thinking, oh, maybe hard.
2: I do want Madison. And, and they take that extra two million and they do it. And they go, oh, no, I need that money to do Watkins back up. The, what the, the thing that would be interesting for game week 30, if you don't get Harlan back, is who's your captain? Mm. Like, I, I don't. There's other. There, you know what I mean? Rashford against Everton at home, maybe. Madison against Bournemouth at home. Now he's. 100% well, Ra- Rashford is
1: home. Rashford. I think is one of the main arguments to not bring him back because we've got that consistent player who's who's rivaling him every week for the captaincy. Anyway, six, seven. Well, not even that. Like, ten weeks ago, something like we didn't have that, so there wasn't even a decision to be made because the oh, was so consistent. But Rashford at home to United is of I don't think, I think Rashford's just as likely to get points home to Everton than Haaland is away to Southampton.
2: The the stress of not having Harland in your team, I just don't know if it's <laughs> worth it. Honestly, I I I'm I'm actually broken from what's happened this season when it comes to Haaland. Mm. I just I, I just can't do it. I think I've got to get him back. I, I think the one thing again, like you, you are in a different position, so it is a little bit different. But for a lot of us that have sold him, the plan is to get him back for Tony, and obviously Tony might even be suspended by the time we get to game week thirty. Yeah. So he, he's uh he's an issue waiting to happen. Over you know the charges, thing's going to happen, or he's going to pick up that that last yellow we need. So for a lot of us, it's quite an easy move. But I think I think if you're if you're willing to take the risk. There are players you could captain. Rashford in 30, Kane in 31 against Bournemouth at home. 32, he blanks anyway, Harlan this is. And then 33, it is a home game, but it's against Arsenal. So you could, you could look elsewhere. Um, you've got to be you're gonna, the type you're of... Gonna, you're going to talk yourself into it. So. No, I don't think I am because I've got Tony. <laughs> you've got to be the type of manager that can put up with some brutal things happening because... It's just the kind of player hardened, is, isn't it? Well, I got burnt. I don't know any lessons. That that match a day challenge still
0: re-
1: still resonates with me. That hat trick, oh, so painful. I sold it before Palace a couple of weeks ago, and that went all right. Um, I got a bit lucky there. Uh, I think the the kind of the big balls move this this week then is is something like Kane and Saka out to a double game week forward, maybe Havertz, and then Saka to Fernandez. Right, that's the kind of attack the the gaming move, and then potentially buggy yourself going forward, but I you know, I, I would expect Fernandez and and Havertz to outscore Kane and, and Saka this week. But then again I wouldn't be massively surprised if they went they went mad. I mean Kane's got a great record against Everton even though Spurs are, are struggling and we you know, these records for someone like Kane as well, I, I believe them more with someone like him. I feel like he knows about these records
2: and feeds off them a little bit. Oh definitely does, yeah. Well yeah. I mean how much it impacts him, I don't know, but he he'll know all the records I'd say. Yeah. I think um I think the one thing with Kane is interesting is obviously Conte's gone now. So I, I don't know if the, I mean, he's been so consistent this season. I don't think he can get better necessarily because, like, he's only 21 points behind Haaland for the whole season.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but maybe it'll just give the players overall just a bit of a boost because all the reports that were coming out is just they wanted him gone and now he's gone. Even though they haven't got like a brand new manager in, maybe that might help a little bit, possibly.
0: Mm.
2: That's why you're the, um, FPL go by the way plucking out 21 points behind Ireland just on a whim uh, it's because I it's because I use it in a video I mean 20 po- <laughs> I guess 21 points over 20 weeks maybe is actually quite a lot but I think considering how good haaland has been it's no, it, pretty so- it's, it sounded you said it with confidence yeah. it sounded good yeah that's, that's, uh got an late in this
1: section I was not expecting that uh let me just show a uh, bench boost 34. Um, So this is kind of a team that people could start working towards, or it might be a team that people wildcarded if they still had that the week before. But this is sort of like kind of the best I could do. Um, I've gone uh, Steele, Van Dijk. I've got four Brighton players in it, which obviously you can't do. That's a good start. Uh, Imagine Steele someone else. Uh, Van Dijk, um, um, Estepinian, Ake, Rashford, uh, McAllister, Matoma, Salah, Fernandez, Harlan, Darwin, De Gea, Trippier, Henry, Imanisio. I mean, look at that bench though. That's like a strong 11, but then I couldn't do a better bench than something like that, which is
2: keeping Trippie and Henry. Is this wildcard 34? Uh, Wildcard 33, is it? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Or or it would be, this would be the kind of team that people would be moved.
1: Because people are going to have quite a few of these players anyway, right? Like Harland's going to be coming back in. Rashford's going to have your triple Brighton players. Um, You know, Fernandez will be in for quite a few people. Yeah, I think, that, there, I think that I think that third yeah.
2: forward spot's quite like Vinicius. Even if Mitrovic is banned, I'm not sure I'd want. I don't know if he's well, good I enough know. to have it. No, but no, um,
1: he's kind of kind of need, if you're going to be going for like Salah, Fernandes, Haaland, yeah, Darwin, yeah, though, you
2: need to yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I've seen people discuss bench boost 34 who wildcarded recently. I, I think it's way too long to wait. There's it's, there's too many issues that can happen. Mm. Like are you in 26? And part of it is because it did so well, but I'm regretting even not going in 27 because I'm already having to possibly think about different moves just to get a bench out this week. So to wait another five, six game weeks to get to 34, it's just way too long. I it's just don't it's, think it's...
1: It's just not worth it. I just don't think that. it's worth it. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm thinking this week, if you're bench boosting with Arsenal and Kane, or if you're going to be looking at 34 and bench boosting with Trippier, Henry and Vinicius, and that's potentially on a wild card... What's, what's the kind of point? I don't really see what the... Because the, the, the main players are going to be the ones that are in your first 11 anyway. You know, your Salah with your two home games, your Darwin, your Ashford. You don't need a bench boost for that if anything holding the bench boost till then is going to make it even harder to get those players because you're having to fill your bench up with yeah, yeah. better players so i think
2: the, the only reason to go bench boost 34 is if you've not used it yet you're not set up for 29 and you're wildcarding in 33 yeah. and it kind of makes sense to go the week after because stuff could have changed by then or if we happen to get to the press conferences on friday and they do turn around and say rashford's out botman's out yeah. Absolutely. And then suddenly you've got injuries to contend with. Then maybe you just bail on the game week twenty nine benchers and, and wait till thirty four. But I think for most people, the the difference is not big enough to wait that many weeks. I don't think so. Like, just don't, I don't see the so. point.
1: I think like, maybe if there was like loads of city players that we could be considering, and you know that was going to be two transfers locked into getting those. You'll need to be getting your Liverpool players back in. But I mean, again, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's gonna be that difficult to start moving towards some of these players uh, going forward. So. Yeah, Agreed. to me, 29 bench boost is still, still very much uh, the play. Yes, I know everyone. There's four Brighton players in there. Blame Peter and FPL.team. He let me put four Brighton players in. It's his fault. Uh, it's everything not like mine. Just imagine, I don't know, Steelers, someone else. <laughs> I, think yeah, I think that was a bit of money in the bank. Yeah, Edison. I think there was a bit of money in the bank with this anyway. So, yeah, we can do that. Um, all right, let's take a look at some data going into the double. Let's try and unearth... Uh, some gems and some differentials in this season, which has not been kind to anyone who's dared to veer off the um, you know, the, the commonly trod path. Uh, but in terms of team day to attack over the last six, look at that. Brighton second. We've been usurped. Arsenal have, have taken top spot over the last six. But we're settled snugly between Arsenal and City uh, with Liverpool United um, just behind us. But yeah, Brighton captain this week. I mean, the attacking data is good. We're going to look at some play data in a minute, which looks good. McAllister, Matoma, March, all delivering in the last double game week. Are you tempted?
2: Uh, I think if Rashford's fit, I'm going to go Rashford. But mm. if I don't go Rashford, I don't think I'm automatically just going to put it on Fernandez. I think I will probably go for a Brighton midfielder just because of the the fixtures. Yeah. Um, I wish I had McAllister, if I'm honest. I've got March and Matoma. I just think, I mean, you you can tell me, but it looks very likely that McAllister is going to keep playing as a number ten for the time being. And if he's playing in that position, he just looks real good. So, I think he's probably the best option from my two players, March and Matoma. I, I'm not sure. I'd probably go Matoma over March, but the fact that March has had two weeks off, it's kind of tempting me to just maybe look at him. But yeah, I think I think it's Man United then. Brighton is the best. I mean, mm. you like Madison, I know you like Madison. That's fair. <laughs> but outside of Madison, I'd say Man United or or Brighton. I, I just think that the two like Brentford. defense is okay, but I think a home game for Brighton against them is fine. Then the other game is Bournemouth. So mm. uh, fixture wise, yeah, I think it looks great. I mean, we
1: saw we saw McAllister used deeper in the in the cup game uh, against Grimsby. He, he clearly wasn't operating as a ten in that game. He's playing as a deep lying playmaker role, which he's absolutely incredible. Um, at. I do worry against Brentford because they're so relentlessly pressing um, you know, one of the best pressing teams in the league. He's not going to have that same freedom that we've seen him have against like West Ham and other teams because we might have to just have him in the middle just to kind of because we're a team that we absorb the press then we look to play out. and We need him to kind of be between the lines a little bit more but then against Bournemouth there's no reason why he can't be you know right up the other end of the pitch I'd expect us to have almost complete control of that game. So I like McAllister in that. I do think you can't go wrong with any of them. Like we saw yeah. we saw in the last
2: double, they all got double-digit holes. They've all got their strengths, all
1: got their weaknesses.
2: Yeah, okay. I, th- I, th- I just think if I was picking right now, I probably would go for McAllister, but I, I don't think there's any rush to sell the ones I've got. So yeah, whichever one you... I, I When I, when I pick them on wildcard, I basically earmarked Matoma as the number one. And so anytime where I'm going to capture one, I'm just going to automatically go to him and try and not over... Think it too much, mm. just yep. hope it goes my way.
1: Probably, I'm speaking too fast, says Sahil. Sorry, I'm trying, and... I'm speaking at 1.5 times. I'm trying to get through this cause you've got to go at um, half six. Yeah, sorry, I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably delaying you a bit. That's right, it's good. Uh, yeah, other teams on here. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the double game teams are high on the last six matches uh, attacking Days United, Leicester, Brentford. Um, you know, it's, it's good news, you know, Villa in ninth in the top 10 as well. I mean, it's good news for like Watkins, Tony, you know, people bringing in Madison, people going with the double United attack, people like me, or if there's anyone like me with Salah, uh, still there, maybe there's some, still some Nunes owners out there. It's, it's looking primed for a, for a good double game week in terms of goals. And we're going to talk through our predictions in a bit as well. We've both gone for a lot of goals in this game
2: week. It should be a high scoring, high scoring one, 200 points. For some people. Yeah, i don't, well, bench boost, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe could get close. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's some like I said. Good fixtures. I, I, I think even like you said, Salah could be decent, even though the fixtures are tough. Leicester, and I think it's just not worth overthinking, with Brian. I think they got two good fixtures on paper, uh, even Brentford at home. And yeah, yeah, could be double fi- uh, double digit hauls for all my players.
1: Hopefully. Oh, that'd be nice with them. Well, unless they're different to my ones. Uh West Ham down in sixteenth. Any other one I would mention here? You know, for people taking punts on the likes of Ings and Bowen, you just wish that was a bit higher. You know, you wish the signs were there for, for the fixtures yeah. are decent and they're going to be flying under the radar. But yeah, the that's just a punt. It. It's just a punt pun. for, for pun. someone
2: that wants to go a bit different. I, I don't see any issue with the two fixtures, but not long, long-term picks for me.
1: Yep, uh, defense. Uh, Liverpool uh, in fourth, which is a surprise, <laughs> but they have been they have been keeping the clean sheets and I'm still struggling to regard them as a good defensive side. Um, this season, but uh, the signs are there. I mean, they they ex- over the last six, they're conceding on the expected goals anyway, uh, less than a goal um, a match, uh, which is you know half the likes of Bournemouth uh, down on one point nine nine. Uh, Brighton in fifth, again likelihood re- returns at both ends of the pitch. Uh, Steel, I think I'm probably going to go for Steel. I've got to get rid of Ward for someone. Um, I was thinking Ariola, but I think it's probably just going to go for for Steel people a bit worried about his minutes, but Sanchez in the cup, my God, he should have been sent off. He <laughs> comes out of his area and grabs the ball. It's like, oh my God, he, he gets sent off in that. And then we're, I think we're only 1-0 up at the time. Um, that's not going to impress De Zerby, So I think Steele is definitely safe uh, for that double. Uh, and then you've got Brentford, Newcastle, uh, Chelsea, West Ham in 10th. So defensive, defensively a bit. People talk about Zuma, aren't they? I'm seeing him mentioned.
0: Yeah. On it's it?
2: It's interesting, like because West Ham have not had a good season at all. But I've, I, I'm always looking at like the expected goals conceded and stuff, like just over the mm. season. And West Ham are right; I've been right up there, like top five, top six defense for the season. It just hasn't like gone that way results wise. So again, I think if you want like a, a defender with a bit of goal threat, you you can go. You can't go much further on than someone like Zuma. It's just how many times you'd play him after this week, I guess. Yeah, well, we are going to look at defenders in a minute and. I can assure you, it's going to be a short section
1: because there's no one <laughs> really that stands out. So someone like Zuma, uh, you know, might actually be quite an interesting option. Uh, Leicester down in fifteenth as well. I mean, they've been poor defensively all season, despite that weird spell where Ward was keeping clean sheets uh, every week. Um, Everson is, I mean, an option because the double game looks good, but again, the stats aren't uh, aren't amazing. Uh, I'm still surprised Villa so low down. On this, they have climbed off bottom. They're now nineteenth um, as well. Who have they got? They got Chelsea and Leicester.
2: Yeah, both away. Yeah, yeah,
1: not easy for them. So Man
2: United though, bad. That, Man United, that's got to be. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah, like, yeah, A lot of that. The Liverpool game was real bad. Real bad. Then, <laughs> real bad. And then one of the the away game against Leeds was really bad as well. So yeah. outside that, they've done all right. But Casemiro's not there, so I get why people have got um, a few concerns. He's going to miss the next three games. He's going to mm. miss game week thirty as well.
1: He's basically not there against Liverpool as well. Awful. No, no one was. (laughs) Uh, Quickly on keepers. Just marked the double game at keepers. De Gea is actually top in terms of points per 90, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Steele in second, though. Obviously, a fraction of the price. Alisson is there as well. I mean, could go for Alisson. Set yourself up for the, the Dublin 34 as well, but two away games, two tough away games this week. Can't see him getting too many points. Uh, in those um got Kepa down in 18th who i've still got as well raya who you've got uh, in 12 i mean there's not a huge amount in it between um these players there never is um, in terms of goal but yeah i've got i've basically got the choice of picking any goalkeeper i want um for one week who would you go for
2: yeah, I think because you got the wild card, I don't see. I would just take the risk on Steele. I can't see yeah. him. I, I think Steele and Everson are very likely just to play the rest of the season, but there has to be some doubt there because obviously they've switched once, so they could switch back. But if I'm just going twenty-nine bench, that's what you're doing, right? Twenty-nine benchers, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I would just get Steele. I'm sure he's going to play both games, and then maybe when you wild card, you go a bit safer and yeah. go for three other Brighton picks instead. Yeah, I think I was I was wanting to go for Ariol and be
1: someone a bit different, but. Yeah, I think Steel is the
2: as a longer term pick for someone that doesn't have a wild card. I really like De Gea as an option because mm. you've got three double game weeks before the end of the season, and most, especially if you're free hitting in 32, most of Man United's single game week fixtures are pretty good as well. Yeah,
1: if I was doing a, if I was doing my transfer this week without a wild card and getting, getting goalkeeper, I'd get De Gea for sure. Yeah, brilliant. I mean I'm I'm considering him anyway just just for this week, but I think I'll go for Steel. But yeah, I think he's he's the best long term uh, pick going forward. Uh, defence yeah this is a bit bleak I'm not going to lie I mean when number one is Daniel Amate you know that it's, <laughs> it's a funny season for defenders Tomkins in second uh, Porro we won't go into him we'll probably will talk about him at some point but yeah no doubles on the horizon for now so we can kind of uh, ignore that uh, Shaw's down in 13th Probably you're looking at Dallow's actually in 6th in terms of competitive goal of over but non-penalty um, as well has he got his place back Dallow?
2: Nah, Dallos a no go. I think no go. um I think Wan Bissaka has done enough now that I don't I don't I don't even know who's first choice to be honest, but no. that Wan Bissaka's gonna get enough minutes that Dallow's not an option. Why risk it? Just go for sure. Um
1: find the extra money from somewhere. Uh if you're looking, if you're desperately looking at less defenders, I mean you've got Pereira and, and Soutar both I mean Soutar's massive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you can't go for less than defenders even with the fixtures in the next three it he's just... going
1: to score that guy there's going to be teams that can't that can't handle him just for his sheer size
2: and both Def- 26 the de- yeah the, 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 it's just like you said just a minute ago the defence has just been so bad all season I was oh, looking at it look at
1: this list it's just it's dreadful isn't it absolutely dreadful
2: yeah, I, th- I think loads of, like even if you wanted like a Liverpool defender for thirty four, there's no point in getting them now because they've got they've literally got like three of the hardest games the next yeah. three: it's Chelsea, City, and, and Arsenal. And you know, even Chelsea defenders like Chilwell and James, I'm a little bit worried about him maybe missing the old game because they've got Champions League coming up mm. again soon as well. So there's not, yeah, there's not really too many defenders that kind of stand out as must have right now. Nope, agreed. Um, Estepinion, you worried about him? Uh, A little bit. Um, I think the game was on Tuesday, so he could even be back in the UK by now. So I'm hoping he'll be all right. You don't really have any other out-and-out left-backs. I know Carwell played, uh, came on for him in the FA Cup. So I guess he could play him again. Um, But I've got to keep him. I think anyone that's got him, you just keep him. Uh, Maybe if I was buying a Brighton defender this week, I'd maybe go a bit safer and just pick Dunk. Mm. Taking off at
1: half-time in the Cup as well. It yeah, awful. I wasn't happy about that no. at all. But I
2: just, I don't know, from the couple of games I've seen recently of Brian, I think he's played pretty well. So I didn't see that FA Cup game. Maybe he was just awful. He was. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I was. feel like he'll get another chance because who else is going to play there? in that, Especially like in that kind of attacking way that he plays. I just, There's just no one else there. Even Lamptey, who I think has been played there at one point, He's injured right now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's always we, injured, we, we, so. haven't,
1: we haven't got anyone that can play there.
2: I'm, yeah, so I'm hoping he'll be fine. Hopefully, he doesn't suffer. I actually asked on the video; I talked about that. For, I've never flown that long. I was like, "Let me know And I've got." uh It affects different people different ways. That's no issue at all. Oh, it's really bad. So I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hope that he plays both I, games. I don't think it's making any difference. I think does I believe a believer play
1: more or not? I mean, yeah, he 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 was bad in that game, but like I said, the the lack of options. Does massively help him. He scored a bloody penalty, didn't he, for, for Ecuador? Yeah,
2: I think I think he plays further forward for Ecuador. Yeah. Um, I think he's captain as well. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was his first penalty he's taken for him. I think. Yeah, get I Ma- think get McAllister of penalties. I yeah, think Yeah, I think
1: it. It will, probably, it will be an area that we need to address um, next season because he is he's a lot better attacking than he is defending. That's just that's just a fact, uh, and we haven't got any other options. So I imagine we'd, we'd probably buy someone and he'll be relegated to the bench next year. But he's been all right just yeah poor against poor against grimsby which is i'm crossing uh, my fingers for yeah. for the for double, uh, for 29 he just he just couldn't pass he just he was just every pass was going into an opposition player it was yeah really weird performance uh midfield okay let's try and find some slightly more interesting uh, players here uh mcallister is still top of XGI, non penalty per 90 not .82 that is crazy high he's really good i'm worried about him yeah it's ridiculously high. Um, he'll be my captain if if I don't um, bring in Madison. I really like that. Salah in second as well, 0.78. Getting back up to the numbers that we uh, like to see. But a lot of that probably comes from the drubbing <laughs> of, of United, uh, as usual. Sancho in third.
2: Yeah,
0: but two he, he doesn't.
2: The problem is this is per ninety. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. He hasn't played. I don't. I doubt he's played that many minutes over those games. So, yeah, I don't think he's just too much of a rotation. The only thing that helps, I guess, a little bit is um I can't think of his name. Garnacho is injured now. Mm. But he usually plays on the left anyway. So any games where Rashford's not playing up front, he's going to be the one on the left. So he's, he's yep. really still fighting on the right side. And then you've got Anthony, um, Pellestri as well. So I, I don't think you can go for Sancho. No.
1: Sterling? Fifth?
2: 0.66? I, I just... Uh, yeah, I just think Chelsea have got so many attackers. And also, he's also flagged, by the way, because he didn't go away with England. So mm. there is he hasn't started either of the last two games. I guess... I guess when he's fully fit, he probably is the one that is going to start more regularly. But I just, I just feel like there's too many other good midfielders to warrant a place for someone like yeah. Sterling. But as like a shorter term punt, if he's fit for 29, then maybe you could go for him. But he's not someone I'd want to hold longer, too much longer. He's saying all the right things. I just, I'm just trying to drum up a bit of
1: excitement about some of I, these. I
2: know, and I hate it because sometimes I, I feel like I sometimes feel like I'm only saying everyone that's obvious. But I thought about this so much for my own team. I just, it's the problem with. So many blank and double game weeks in quick succession. Like I said earlier, you get pigeonholed into certain picks and like you can go for Sterling if he's fit for 29, but then you run straight into... Well, Wolves away in Brighton at home is not that bad, but then they blank. And then they got Arsenal away in 34, no double. And their double doubling 37 is going to be City and United. So it's not even... No. I, it's just, I just can't get behind it. I, I can't see too many midfield punts, to be honest with you. No, I mean, having the wildcard does help because at least you can kind of dead-end your team
1: into... 30, 31, 32, and then you take a punt on Sterling, he doesn't play, you get rid of him pretty quickly. But I think because a but, lot of people watching have probably used their wild card, it's much yeah. harder to justify.
2: Like, Well, like one of the players there that, who knows, maybe he can have a return, right, redemption, is Son, because he's been so bad this season compared to last season. I don't believe that this is now how Son is, right? He can play better. Conte's gone. Maybe that will help. Um, but then it comes down to, okay, but he's like, what, 10 odd million or something? And I actually don't know how 11, much
0: he's 11.7. He so much? much money, yeah, yeah. Do you
2: know what I mean? So, how can you spend 11.7 million on some with no double game week? So, it's like, I know. It's really hard to go to go different, I think. Like, Barnes. <laughs> well, this of is
1: Patterson. it. I mean, look, looking down the list, the, the differential picks, I think, realistically, are Barnes, Bowen.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> then
1: you're out, you're out of ideas yeah i mean or maybe maybe i mean maybe a, i mean willock features on here i mean if you're looking for someone cheap him and isak potentially um
2: will it, oh no but, nah. are you gonna, is anyone gonna get willock no i think we. This, this is called scraping the barrel i think mm. um well, I, think I think it's a we black might... box handy, <laughs> <laughs> but like but i think i think we've got to be careful about um, going to like Madison, I can't imagine is going to be super super high owned. I still feel like in the grand scheme of things, he'll be fairly differential ish. So I think I don't think yeah. we should.
1: What's his, what's his ownership? Do you reckon?
2: Overall, 10%. it's nine point nine. I don't know what it 10%. is. I yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, like top hundred k or whatever. But yeah,
1: maybe twenty five percent.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely
2: go up as we get closer to the mm. deadline. But I still like. It's not like he's going to be a Rashford style. Ownership. So, if you're looking for a bit of a differential, with Bournemouth at home in thirty, decent option.
1: Yep. Uh, let's give a bit of context to the bright mid. So, McAllister's top, uh, 0.82. Actually, on a bit of 0.90 which is crazy high. As I said, uh, March is down in 19th, um, just below Theo Walcott. Didn't even know he was still in the league until I saw his name on the team sheet the other day. Scored against Spurs. Yeah, crazy. Still going evergreen. Uh, 0.5 for March, which again is is still uh, really good. i mean quite a drop off from where he was. He was matching or even ahead of McAllister a few weeks ago so there has been a a bit of a drop off Uh, and then you've got Matoma down in 27th 0.45 not a huge amount in it between him and March and Pascal Gross creeping into the top 30 as well if you you really wanted to go differential uh, you could go for Pascal Gross but he's lost pens to McAllister and operates deeper so probably uh, not worth it Uh, forwards Nunes in second uh, 0.69 to get a about half where he was um, a few weeks ago. Uh, Jota's there as well, but he's probably not going to go for him. I mean, Nunez. No one is buying Nunez this week.
2: Nope.
1: But it's not not ridiculous to consider that he might do well, is it?
2: With a double. I mean, if you I mean if you're, I mean, you're back in Salah to do okay, then yeah, Nunez has had pretty good. If you're thinking of
1: selling Kane, for example, and you want to get a double forward in Nunez,
2: maybe. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, it's, I mean to be honest, I said earlier I think he is first choice even when everyone is fit, but his minutes are probably going to come down a little bit once you know everyone like even in the last three games it's like 65, 77, 88 in game in against Wolves, but um, I think a few few other players were still getting back up to fitness then, so I just I don't know I yeah I don't I don't want to keep saying no to everyone basically that's <laughs> the only reason I'm hesitating. I think if you Take want one of a my Lib- carrots that I'm down. Here's what I'll say. If you want a Liverpool forward, he is the one to buy. Brilliant. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't buy him.
0: Brilliant. Yeah.
2: Also, I think he I think he got yeah, he's flagged as well. In, maybe it's an international break injury, but gotta be careful about yeah. that too. What about Isak? He's in the 15th. I really 46. wish, I really wish Newcastle Brighton had gone into game week thirty one mm. because I would be doing Kane to Isaac this week.
1: Mm. Three goals in uh, four.
2: He's yeah, got. On penalties when Wilson doesn't play. Yep. Uh looked really good. I, I think I, I still think there's a slight doubt about his overall minutes once Will because I don't think Wilson trained the week before the last game. So maybe when he's fully fit even if Izak keeps starting, he might come off a little bit earlier. But I, I quite like him. Yeah, I, I think around that price, less than seven million. Bearing in mind, Mitrovic is going to get suspended. Uh, Tony is one yellow card away from suspension. There's not a huge amount of players at that price point or lower, and he's arguably the best one. So, out of all the players you've mentioned, I like Izak. Even without like the double, him. yeah, even without the double in 31, I think he's a pretty good option. He's got that double game week still to come later on this season. And like you said earlier, for game week 34, for anyone that maybe doesn't have a wild card and can't get up to uh, 11 double game weekers, Newcastle got Southampton at home. So even if you had to play him that week, it mm. wouldn't be the end of the world. It's just it's just the question over whether he gets decent minutes all the time. I just think he's too good not for that not to happen. If I didn't have Tony, and I think... Like a
1: lot of people, I like, do. <laughs> and there's not going to be many people. But if I was buying, if I was free hitting this week and I was choosing between Tony or Isak, or if I was buying a, one of those two players this week, 100% I'd pick Isak. I'd rather have Isak yeah. this week than Tony, is basically what I'm trying to say.
2: <laughs> 100%, yeah. Fixtures mm. are better. And, and also, like, we shouldn't forget, Tony could get a yellow card in the first game, then he misses the oh, second. Oh, God, one. yeah, no. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm sure that's going to happen. So, yeah, I, I actually really like Isaac. I think. Oh, good. We found we found a carrot that you like. That's good. Uh, one final question on the Havertz
1: Felix debate. I mean, there's nothing separating them uh, in terms of their price, seven point six. Nothing separating them in terms of the goals scored over the last six, two goals each, and nothing separating them in terms of uh, the stats. The only thing separating them really is the pens,
2: right? For for Havertz, does that is that enough for you to lean him if you're going to get one? Yeah, I think it would be, but it kind of annoys me a bit because when I, I, I think Havertz is good and I think he he always seems to like underperform, but I think he's a better player than what his points get. But every time, I've not watched every single game, but every time I have watched Chelsea with João Felix in, he's looked really, really good. Yeah. Like I feel like he looks like the better player, but I just don't think he's so good that I would ignore the fact that Havertz has got penalties.
1: Yeah, neither of so, them are clinical finishers, that's the, that's the thing. Um, I think,
2: yeah, I I can't believe how much um, Chelsea are going through a Brighton under Potter stage right now with the amount of chances they're creating, they're just not converting. He's but, cursed.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the Potter curse.
2: I feel like Zhao Phoenix has like hit the woodwork so much. The, the goals are coming. I just think that I would take the penalties. And it's not like it's not like you know Jar Phoenix is up here and Havertz is down there. It's much much closer than that. So I think you just go with a penalty taker. Yeah, so. minute minute should be good for both of them. I think.
1: I don't particularly like Havertz as an FPL option, but...
2: You've had, you've had bad experiences
1: with have. him, haven't you? Yeah. I've yeah, had, so well, I've, I've had good and bad. He, I remember that double game week last last year when he got me 20 points, I think, 21 points, something like that. I think I had him captain as well. Um, that was fun, but then I had him for loads of other times where he didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> I, I think like you were saying about having Izak over Tony, if I could... Like, if I was only picking for this week only, I would take Havertz over Watkins, for example. Mm-hmm. As a longer term pick, I think I'd probably prefer Watkins still, but for this week, I would definitely take the two home games over the Watkins forwards. Is away.
1: definitely the kind of the potential for a bit of fun this week, isn't it? Because I, I do genuinely think. I mean, I know you've kind of said no to Nunez, but let's stick him on there anyway because it creates my point, makes my point better. You know, Nunez, Tony, Ings, Watkins, one of Havertz or Felix, Isak, Solanke potentially. I mean, that's seven for three spots, and then you have got
2: Kane as well. Um, who? You know, so I've, I've got that's nine yeah i've got kane um I've got, I've got i've got kane tony and watkins potentially if i was free hitting this week i would only have one of them maybe none of them so i'd have Havertz, izak and then one more which might be watkins but potentially i could go somewhere else so i do think for this week there's quite a few forwards to pick from mm. whether or not that's the case long term maybe not so much but yeah this week you could go different you could even go double chelsea Felix
0: and Oh, come on, hey, yeah, free, free,
1: come on I want to see I want to see some free hits in the uh, in the comments which are people doing doing something a little bit it'll be different. Double Chelsea up top. Triple Brighton defenders. I don't know. Something something a bit exciting, You got you got to experiment a little bit with the with the free hit uh, if you're using it. It's going to be a fu- it's going to be a fun week this week. I'm, I'm looking forward to it will it will
2: be if we get green arrows yeah <laughs> if it, if you don't get a green arrow of a bench boost, we are in trouble oh god yeah
1: I want to see some 200 point scores I want to see some free hits I want to see some you know some absolute failures I want to see some I want to see wins.
2: McAllister playing as a defensive midfielder no though. no one
1: wants that that's, <laughs> that's awful who am I scared about this week I guess Fernandez is creeping up isn't he no more people sort of getting him in
2: I'm scared about selling Saka to be honest with you
1: yeah I'm not doing that not an idiot <laughs> uh predictions we will rattle through these because yeah um we haven't got that long left uh will just call out some of the interesting ones i mean the garden center game i think is the most obvious one which is west ham southampton (laughs) that is that's at two o'clock on a sunday as well i think
2: I, i was saying to you before we started that like when you sent me the predictions i've been so fixated on all the double game week teams i forgot that teams like West Ham and Southampton kind of existed yeah. for this. And so I have to do the predictions. I have to go and look how they've been recently. Yeah.
1: Let's go through some of the, the double game week teams just quickly. Just look at our predictions for those. So Brighton-Brentford, uh, we've both gone for a Bright, Brighton win. Both gone for two goals to Brighton. I've given Brentford a goal. I, I'm i hoping, and I think Brentford might play into our hands um, a little bit and then we should we should win that one. Um, we've done well against the, the high pressing sides this season so hoping for a result against them uh, and then against Bournemouth you've gone for a 3-1 Brighton I've gone for a 2-0 so you've gone for five goals for Brighton over these two matches I've gone for four attacking state, stats are good all their attackers in the top you know 30 like we keep saying it just, it just looks a good week uh, for them and with Rashford kind of flagged as well they're the, they're the obvious secondary punt effect. we'll talk about captaincy a bit more in a minute but yeah I do quite like the idea uh, of that, uh, Leicester Palace, I've gone for a 3 1. Leicester, you've gone for a 2 1. Um, and then in the second game, I've gone for a 2 1 Villa, and you've gone for a 2 1. So, again, you've gone for
2: four goals. for. Should we, should we get a Madison in, shouldn't I? I know. <laughs> I, I think, I think when I was doing these, I actually thought about putting 3 1 for Palace, like you did, but then I remembered the Roy Hodgson's in charge now, so I put one goal less. So yeah. That's basically that's, why. that's a good way of doing it, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to give them any goals because of the Roy Hodgson effect, but then I remembered it's Leicester, <laughs> so I gave them, I
2: gave them one. So it went the other way to you. And also, they were rubbish under Hodgson in defence mm. last time he was there. So I'm not, I, I really don't get the move. But it's probably a uh, conversation for a different podcast, that
0: Yeah,
1: I, I just, yeah, like I keep saying, I, I like Madison this week. I think those those two fixtures are, are really nice. It was what Chelsea. I've gone for a one nil against Villa. You've gone for a two nil, uh, and then Liverpool. I've gone for a one nil Liverpool. You've gone for a one all. So. Not a huge amount of... You talk about the double Chelsea attackers, but not a huge amount of expectation on lots of goals uh, for them. And Liverpool's defence is is looking decent. So two home games though, but yeah, not not easy.
2: Yeah, I I think... um, I I still think Habits is is a pretty good pick. Like three goals, if you can be involved with one of those. I mean, the thing with a double game is you can just have one goal involvement and and quite easily still get to like 10 Mm. points. So yeah, I still like Habits this week even though I predicted slightly lower. Yeah. Uh, and then let's just mention Newcastle as well. So they've got United, uh, the
1: Carabao Cup uh, replay, you could call it. Uh, I've gone for a 1-0, you've gone for a 2-1 United, and then West Ham, Newcastle, you've gone for a 1-0, and I've gone for a 1-0 Newcastle. So you've got double Newcastle events, no clean sheets for them.
2: Yeah, no clean sheets. Good. Cleans, yeah. <laughs> Good. That's, what I, that's what I hate about doing predictions. I'm like, okay, will I predict <laughs> how I want it to happen for my team? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess like, I'm a bit worried, but you've got Trippier for the attacking potential, and there's also uh, like another double to come. So that's why, I guess, we're carrying them through. But it's a bit of a worry. I, I think Man United score for sure. I, I don't don't see any issues there. It's just it's whether or not they can get one away to West Ham. I guess.
1: Yeah, we we've both gone for a, a lot of goals. If you look across here, lots of teams getting two, um, and then some teams getting three. So yeah, hopeful for a a good game week uh, twenty nine. Let's take a look at the captain matrix. So Rashford is the the obvious choice, I think, if he's fit. Uh, but then there's plenty of other options that we talked about. Fernandez is a differential option um, as well, even within the same side. You've got the three Brighton players. Uh, Salah, potentially. Salah's always an intriguing differential. Uh, Madison as well. Havertz, Bowen. Lots of, lots of choice. I'm between... I don't think I'm going to give it to Rashford. And... Oh, but then, I don't know. I might do.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask. Is that because you don't think he's that great an option or are you just trying to think a bit different? Uh, no, nah, trying to think a bit different. I do think New, Newcastle, I've i got Newcastle away to be quite
1: tight. And then we saw what Brentford did to United, you know, in the first couple of games of the season. T- it was, but you, haven't yeah. got Cas- you didn't have Casemiro and you haven't got him again.
2: Yeah, true. But I just... I mean, it was really bad. I can't imagine. It. I mean, Brentford are great though, so maybe. I'm, not saying, I, I gonna, I'm not
1: saying you're going to lose four or five. But I don't think no, it's going to no, be a steamrolling. I don't think Rashford's going to go berserk in either of those two games. And I think Brighton score more goals and Leicester score more goals than United do. That's my thinking.
2: So I, so I actually agree. I don't, I mean, probably says it in the prediction. I don't necessarily think that Man United will go and score more goals than Brighton, for example. But... I think Rashford is more likely to score than mm. any of the Brighton players. So that's my yeah. That's my main thinking there. But i, I got to be honest, it's not... You know, sometimes you get those weeks where the captain's so obvious, like you've really got to want to go different. I don't think that's one of those weeks. I think if you want to go for a Brighton midfielder or someone like Madison, I think it's the worst week to try something a little bit different. I, I'm sure Rashford will be the highest um, effective ownership mm. this week. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's pretty much certain. But I don't think there's any issue with going any of the Brighton players or Madison or someone like that yep to be honest it would be fun when you get mercilessly punished when (laughs) you go for Madison or
1: March the worst thing that could happen is you go for like Brighton mid you watch the other two Brighton mids go absolutely berserk and Rashford go berserk and then he also gets like three points
0: yep yep
2: (laughs) FPL or 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 they score it gets given and then it gets taken away as an own goal and then it gets given back imagine that missing out on like an 18 pointer (laughs) That was ridiculous. Oh, it's good that March
1: owners still you know recovered from that. Never forget <laughs> that. I'm
2: still waiting for my Edison assist as well.
1: <laughs> I love people like bringing up like the rules from like years ago when they gave
2: in a similar situation they gave yeah. the goal. <laughs> I knew it was never going to get given, but right. uh, it's nice. It's nice to kind of remind them that they uh, they messed up a few yeah. times. Yeah, good. keep drumming it in.
1: Uh, and then yeah, just just some of the other um, captains over the next few weeks. So Haaland uh, is going to be coming back in for a lot of people in game me 30, but you have got the Rashford-Everton, um, you know, kind of differential, if you want to call it that. Uh, Malison v Bournemouth as well. Kane versus Brighton. Now, these are all potential options if you're not moving back to Haaland, but yeah, not going to be easy viewing, as you said. In game 31, it's Haaland versus Leicester at home. And then it's like Saka's away at West Ham. Fernandes and Rashford are away at Forest.
2: That's not easy. I mean, Kane's got Bournemouth. But... Yeah, that that's the one I'm kind of... Mm half earmarking but if I keep getting a few if I keep getting green arrows next couple of weeks I don't think I'll go look to go too much different to be honest so yeah. I do like that though and, and maybe Salah against Leeds guess yeah. and
1: 32 is a fun one you know Saka v Southampton Salah, Salah versus Forest. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know Madison versus Wolves you've got him Tony if he's not banned by then Villa at home yeah and no Harland, obviously so and no Brighton players them. some yeah, and I'm free
2: hit in that week, triple Arsenal, triple Liverpool, and I'm going to captain Salah. Yeah. I think I've already decided on that. That's going to be a fun free hit week, I think.
1: So we're going to be picking some random players and captaining someone potentially yeah? a bit interesting. Um, captains data for this week. So looking at the stats this season and over the last six, uh, we talked about McAllister. He's at the top of the last six. Uh, he's at the bottom over the season, which just shows the kind of the role reversal he's had really under Deserby particularly uh, lately um, Harland's at the top surely not going to captain Harland rate right, my team on scout is saying bench Harland so that would be that'd be for if people not bench boosting give Harland a little, little benching
2: I, I I think it's one of those <laughs> I said to you earlier right if you're if you're a bench boosting this week and you had Harland you probably could make a case that if you put him on the bench, that's kind of realistic. Mm. But if you weren't bench-boosting, would you really go through of putting him on the bench? A lot of people wouldn't, and they would just play him anyway. So, But I, I agree, Like especially if he's a doubt. I feel yeah. like he is benchable.
1: Yep. Uh, looking at the stats, basically, over the season and the last six, sort of a combination of both, uh, Salah, Tony, uh, Rashford are kind of your most consistent players. So, yeah, Rashford featuring there is, is tempting. Salah's, I mean, Salah's an interesting one if, if, if you still got him. But yeah, the stats, the player stats, at least point to Rashford as being the the pick. Uh, in terms of opponents, I've just highlighted what I think are potentially the, the the best doubles. If you're looking at the season data, I think Leicester have got the best double against Villa and Palace. They're the two teams kind of at the top of the chart, which means they've got the uh, leakiest defenses. Uh, if you're looking over the last six, it's probably Newcastle with the best double, United and West Ham. But then a lot of that United, you know, poor defensive stats come from that comes from that big. Uh, dropping, but yeah, potentially an ISAC captain if you're one for looking at the, the recent figures, but yeah, other than that I mean, it's quite spread out, there's teams with like one sort of rougher defence, then one sort of better one, so not any really kind of too obvious, um, but yeah, it's another reason why I like do like the look of uh, Madison um, as well, I mean,
2: look at Brighton for example, Bournemouth You'll like... definitely going Madison, you've, you've said it so many times, that like I find sometimes, I'll, I'll say <laughs> something, and I really, de- deep down, I know I'm going to do it I just haven't. Yeah. I I just haven't been able to tell myself that's going to happen. Like deep down, I know it's going to happen, but the, I'm the not only re- to... the
1: only reason I won't do it is because I I do also want to captain McAllister. You know. So yeah, I mean he's great. So yeah. yeah I, okay. mean, I I don't I don't think I'd sell Saka to Madison and not captain him. I think if I'm going to do that for a hit, it would be to do for the captaincy. But then I always feel horrible about those moves because then I think, well, then McAllister's got to out, uh, do worse than madison and they've got to repay the hit and all this kind of stuff and it really kind of works out so i'll probably just leave it to be honest but you know i'll be cursing my bad luck next week when madison hits four goals uh oh, we've got a
2: bit of time we've got six minutes that's
1: fine um, don't panic don't panic no don't panic. might
2: be able to go five over five over,
1: oh, five over. Very, very generous although,
2: although i think i think my wife has just found a dog and that's why my dog is barking so much found a dog yeah, a stray dog. See a picture of it. It's like a golden retriever. See you, like see here? Oh, it doesn't come out because of the light. A little bit he's like glowing. Where's she found what? Just on the, in the park. Well, that's my that's <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's just outside our estate. I was trying to picture where it was. Anyway, sorry, I'm saying we haven't got much time. I'm deranging <laughs> yeah. you over a golden retriever, but um, I, yeah, could, I
1: think it's escaped in the estate. I speak to everyone for everyone when I say that a, a stray dog is much more exciting than uh, anything, especially a golden retriever anything, I, don't yeah, I do love a golden retriever uh, your team this week we don't need to spend too much time on this because we've covered most of it anyway um, but yeah I mean your team looks pretty strong does not it Kepa Chilwell Trippier Botman Esther Pinion Matoma March Rashford Saka Watkins Tony, and a bench of Raya Gabriel Kane and Odegaard looks good
2: Yeah, I I think my moves will end up being... Like, right now, if I had to make them in the next five minutes, it would be Saka to Fernandez and Gabriel to Shaw. Like I said earlier, I'm not necessarily 100% confident, but I know I'm going to want to make those moves sooner rather than later, so I'm just going to do it this Mm. week. Um, And Odegaard, I'd much rather sell him than Saka, but I don't know if it's the end of the world, because I could see myself, like in Gaming 33, benching Odegaard against Man City away. Mm. And so, and I'd probably be happier doing that than having to bench Saka. So I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. That's probably what I'm going to do. I have looked at a minus twelve, where I get rid of every single Arsenal player I own <laughs> and Kane, but I feel like it's trying to buy too many points for the future. Mm. And so, if if stuff happens between now and 34, there's a chance that hit won't pay off. It just and I I I think I like the fact you've got Salah as a differential. I just can't see. Myself taking too many hits to get him for what on paper is such a bad double.
0: Yeah, I
2: know. Even though he's he's fully kicked, like he could come away with 15 plus points easy because he's guaranteed to play penalties etc. But I just don't think I can go through with it. I think I'm just gonna wait and get him in 34 instead. The only thing that will change is if Harlan's ruled out for a couple of weeks and I don't have to worry about getting him yeah. back until 34. Yeah. But I suspect he'll be fine.
1: Yep, Alvarez could be an option then. For, for people.
2: Yeah, possibly. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, nice. Uh my team, it's pretty similar to yours to be fair. Kepper and Goal and Chilwell, Trippier, Botman, Henry, Rashford, McAllister currently captain. Uh, Salah, he's my big differential on pretty much everyone. Uh, Matoma, Watkins, Tony, and a bench of Ward, Zinchenko, Saka and Kane. Definitely doing Ward to another goalkeeper to play the bench boost, probably Steel, and then maybe Saka to Madison for a hit
2: and captain maybe. I would say probably not. I, I think it could be. I get. I get why it's tempting, even without captaincy. To be honest, I feel like with a wild card, it's. I don't know. The thing is, even on wild card, you're probably not going to get Saka back if you wild card soon. I, I don't think you will. So it's not. It's not like it's a long term move. I don't know. I know. I feel like it's one of those you'll do in the end because at the end of the day, we all want double gaming players. I think because because my plan is to wild card probably still in thirty,
1: because um, my team is so. I've got so much funds everywhere, it's going to be hard for me to move ha- for Haaland unless I do Salah out. But then I kind of want Salah anyway. Like, I feel like a walk card, I could bring Haaland back in, keep Salah. We could do Kane to Haaland, right?
2: Keep Salah.
0: Yeah,
1: I could do Kane. But he got, he's, he's, well, who's he got in 30?
2: In 30? Brighton team. at home,
1: then Bournemouth at home.
2: Oh, sorry. Who, who are we talking about now? Okay.
1: Kane. Kane in 30. Yeah,
2: there? Brighton at home and then Bournemouth at home versus Southampton away, Leicester at home mm. for Haaland. You could do that. I guess. I guess the question is what. Well, I, I like yeah. having Kane though. The <laughs> thing is, your yeah, no, I get it. Your your team's not that dissimilar to mine. I feel like my team's going to be able to get through thirty to thirty-three. Okay, mm. so you could just dead end in thirty-three, maybe, or into uh, into game week thirty-two. Sorry, and then wild card in thirty-three. But I think the thing is, if you're bench boosting this week, you could even save your wild card potentially till thirty-four because you have got no other chips to use, right? Yeah. The only the
1: only the only thing is is Harland. That's the uh, that would be the yeah, main yeah. that would be the main reason to use it because I, I think I'd be reluctant to sell Salah or Kane. I could I could move back because I, I I was doing quite well. My best weeks this week and um, this season have been when I've had three
2: premiums. Have you got your free hit still? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like wild carding just to get Harland back is quite a lot. It is, isn't it? I feel I feel like I would just do Kane to Harland and just accept, like. Lots of people are going to have Kane, but they're not going to have Salah. And I feel like Salah's capable of doing just as good. Yeah. yeah you might be but then again, I am a I am Salah's number one fan, so I would say that.
1: <laughs> it's not. Yeah. You're the one person I didn't need on this podcast to tell me about Salah. But no, actually, it's, it's quite reassuring. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not completely locked into the World card in 30, but that was the plan. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be a bit flexible with it. But yeah, Harlan's got to come back in. You're right, though. Kane might be... I hadn't even thought about selling Kane, to be fair. He's been so good for me, but... Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. Anyway, I'll be doing the um, team selection video on Scout tomorrow, so I can deliberate this a bit more and not get anywhere, which is what normally happens and then make the wrong decision. That's that's normally what happens. That's what we
2: love about FPL. Oh, yeah. Spend like weeks and weeks of thinking (laughs) about moves, do the different ones and then get punished. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Cool, we're nearly at the end. Uh, Black box League. Um, Yeah, some some changes in here. Um, Don't know how many of these are in your league uh andy i've been trying to encourage him to leave yours and, and stay in ours so we can come up the ranks but yeah
2: you're in, you're in the top five leagues aren't you uh i think so i actually don't know uh doesn't oh it... top actually i genuinely oh, didn't know it... gen- i didn't oh. know that I, I didn't i don't check it as much as you think you see
1: is. why we want you to leave
2: <laughs> it doesn't even care it doesn't even care um, I do care, but it only matters at the end of the season, doesn't it? Right? That's true. Yeah. Well, we won it last year, just just, just a reminder. I know, I know. <laughs>
1: still, to be fair, I don't think we even realised until the last day of the season that we were, we were up there. Uh, Ali Changarov is top. Um, Joanne Hales Owens in second. Andrew Shaw in third. Um, Oyston Valovic in fourth. Familiar names. Uh, Mark Bleakley in fifth. Alex Keating in sixth. Mark McAfee in seventh. Harav Mandriata in eighth. Vicky Davis in ninth. And Vinnie Kang. Uh, in 10th. It's going to be really interesting to see if anyone can uh, catch up to Ali, who's 50-ish points, 49 points-ish clear um, in first, and then it's very tight so sort of the rest of the down, but yeah, pivotal week. Come on, we want to see some 200 points um, going forward uh, in this week as well. So yeah, good luck to uh, everyone in this league. And yeah, it's 50 leave.
2: points clear overall, is it?
1: Like in the ov- no, 50 points clear in the league. Oh. Ali's, Ali's 50 points clear with Joanne. I think gotcha, he's like. Gotcha, gotcha. I think
2: he's like third in the world or something ridiculous. Ali, no, he's number one. Ali's number
0: one.
2: Yeah, six points ahead of second place. Ooh, Ali actually smashed second place. I think he's got. I think they got chips left as well. Ali, yeah, what three hit left? Second Ali's wild number card. One.
1: He wasn't number one when we did this um, last time. He was fourth. Wow, went up to first in the world and gave me twenty minutes. and lots of chips left. Wow, fantastic. Keep going. Keep it going. Amazing um in more somber news though just um just to finish the stream i just wanted to point out um something that janny posted earlier which is a friend of his um who's contributed to scout videos in the past he was involved in fpl diary uh, the book that janny co-wrote as well um he's sadly been diagnosed with um, a brain tumor um and you know not given uh, that long to live but they are raising uh, funds him and his family um to help fund a vaccine which will hopefully give him uh, a longer life uh, and if that money can't be if the vaccine isn't available then that money will be used as a kind of bucket list um, for him so he's kind of one of our own he's been involved in the fpl community he watches everyone's streams he interacts with people and everything as well so yeah really sad and will mark and i'll be making uh, donations to that um off the back of black box but if you want to get involved in that and um, there's a link to the just giving page in the description also you can contact Gianni, um at janny baticci um, as well, and see you know if there's anything you can do to raise money or help out. Any kind of contributions you can give um, will be much appreciated. But yeah, one of those sombering moments in the Twitter world, which is obviously awful. And yeah, my sympathies to him and everyone yeah, that, like
2: Absolutely, I hadn't seen that until you just mentioned it. So I'll yeah. go and take a look at that in a minute. Yeah, I'll retweet it now as well.
1: Yeah, really sad. Um, yeah, right. That's the right button, that's it, Andy. Look at that. I promised you an hour and a half. I delivered an hour and 34 minutes. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> not bad, not bad. But yeah, thanks for joining me. It's always great to uh for us to catch up from our old Scoutcast days. My first ever stream was with you and Joe and Mark. And uh, yeah, look where we are now. It's quite nice, isn't it? Exactly. Living the dream, living the dream, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and thanks to everyone uh for watching as well. Um, hope well i say hopefully mark's coming back next week i'm not doing another episode without mark because i can't do the 100th episode of black box without mark yeah. so if mark isn't back next week there won't be a black box we'll just have to wait for him to be available uh, again i don't know when that'll be um but you know we need to bust out the suits and the celebrations and the prosecco for our 100th episode so hopefully he'll be back next week um but if not we might be on a bit of a hiatus from black box but Yeah, thanks um, for all of your messages. He appreciates all the love he's been getting as well. uh, And hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, Until then, Andy, come on, give me your smash and like. (laughs) Smash (laughs) and (laughs) like.
2: Actually, I noticed, I actually noticed. Yeah, you're very close to 30,000 subscribers. So you've got to hit the subscribe button because otherwise you won't get like a massive score in game week 29. Exactly. Thank you very much. And look, I even prepared this. Give the video a like, hit subscribe. It might be a nope.
1: bit of delay. Uh Mark put together a little picture of you in the corner that comes up. Oh yeah, I can says, see it now. I can see it yeah. now. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll Give the, the video a like. You hit go. subscribe. If you, if you weren't willing to to do it, then there is. Uh, but yeah, we are close to thirty thousand subscribers. Uh, so do make sure you're subscribed uh, if you're not already, and tell your friends about us and try and get them to subscribe as well. Because if we can if we can go into the 100th episode having hit thirty k, that'd be um that'd be amazing. Uh, anyway, Andy, thank you very much, and we'll catch up soon. And yeah. Good luck in game week 29, everyone.
0: Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.